looking to dive into topics on how to live a happier, healthier, more fit, and long lifespan, then you've come to the right podcast. Live in the dream with me, Coach Damian Evans. Together, we will explore the topics on all things health, fitness, and wellness. Together, we will be lifelong learners on this journey to living the ultimate dream. What up, dream team? Coach D here coming at you with another growth mini-sode. This will be a bite-sized episode with the goal of setting a growth-minded intention and focus for the upcoming week. Each mini-sode is going to offer a quote that encapsulates the theme of the week. And after the quote, we're going to dive into a weekly focus, something small that we can concentrate on for the following seven days. As well as we're going to touch on a physical activity and a nutritional tip that will better assist us in working towards a more healthy and optimal way of living our own dream life. And each mini-sode is going to end with the recommendation for the week. The recommendation could be anything from a podcast, a book, an article, a paper, anything that I think is going to help better educate ourselves toward the overall focus of the week. And if this is your first time listening to a mini-sode, the goal is to listen on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday to be ready to start the challenges of the week on Monday. So listen to just one mini-sode every week. And as that week finishes, move on to the next week's mini-sode. I mean, you can start all the way over at mini-sode number one, or you can join us with the team right now. These mini-sodes will only be as beneficial to you as you're willing to make them. So if you're playing along with the weekly focuses or the physical activity and nutrition tips, it'll help you be much more successful to do this with someone in your life. So grab an accountability buddy and share on your social media platforms the challenges of the week. You never know who is going to be quietly watching and rooting for you. And you never know whose life you will truly inspire just by sharing your journey, both the challenges and the successes. You're going to be far more likely with a support system and a social network to be successful. Get someone that's chasing similar fitness goals as you and do this with them. And as you work on making your life healthier and you motivate your network through your positive actions and your lifestyle choices, the ripple effect, it's unimaginable with who will be touched by you motivating and posting, and including others in your journey. So let's dive into this week's growth mini-sode. All right, team, so this week's mini-sode will be the final continuation from the last two weeks' growth mini-sodes, number 42 and number 43. I highly recommend if you're going to follow along with this week's weekly focus that you first go back and set an intention statement from growth mini-sode number 42, and then spend a week or so starting to create a habit with that intention statement from Minnesota number 43. Once you complete those two, then join in with this week's weekly focus. The original quote we have been working on is from Brendan Burchard, and it goes like this. First, it's an intention, then it's a behavior, then a habit, then it's a practice, then it's second nature and simply who you are. So last week we started on creating a habit and we discussed that habits take different amounts of time to create for different people. Experts say anywhere between three weeks to create a habit, all the way up to nine months or more. So our goal at this point in time is just to be on that path. What was your goal? What was your trait that you wanted to embrace? Or what was your lifestyle change that you wanted to imbue? How have we put that behavior into our lifestyle set up with cues, hopefully, and maybe even replacing some bad habits in that process. We should be on that path to making that habit change. It's not easy, but it's simple. It's challenging, but it's not impossible. It's not easy, but it's simple. 
It's challenging, but not impossible. It's going to take time and it's going to take consistency. Doing our best not to string together two or more setbacks in a row while putting together longer streaks of success in between each of our setbacks. You should be set up for success if that's how you're attacking this. And now our last step is to talk about the final statements of this quote. Then it's a practice, then it's second nature, and then it's simply who you are. Well, the definition of practice is repetition of an activity to improve skill. Repetition of an activity to improve skill. The ongoing pursuit of a craft or profession. There is also a term out there referred to as best practice. And best practice refers to a method or technique that has been generally accepted as superior to any alternatives. Generally accepted as superior to any alternatives. And this is because it produces the results that are superior to those achieved by other means. And usually this refers to the legal system. Best practice refers to the legal system where it's a standard way of complying with legal or ethnical requirements. But for us, we are going to be using our best practice for ourselves and our habits, meaning that we can tweak how we implement this behavior into our life. We can tweak it. And maybe the time of day matters. Maybe who we're with when we do this behavior matters. Maybe there's a better state of mind that you need to be in in order for you to complete this behavior. Practice repetition of an activity to improve skill while using a method or technique that has been generally accepted as superior to any alternatives. And the term generally accepted in this definition seems to refer to generally accepted by everyone, but we can spin it and just make it about ourselves, our specific goal, our trait, our lifestyle change that we want to make happen. Can we turn our habit that we've been working on into a repetition that improves while using a method or technique that has been accepted by ourself as superior to any other alternatives? This will be our practice. So we're going to create our own practice around our habit. Then it becomes second nature and it simply becomes who we are as a person. And this is exciting. This should be exciting for you. By breaking our big picture goal down into smaller building blocks, we can literally become whoever we want to become. And we don't have to be stuck with traits or habits that don't match our desired outcomes. So me and myself, I always learn better with examples. After learning the steps and the mechanisms behind a certain thing, it really helps me to dial it in just to hear an example. So maybe you're the same way. Let's take my in intention statement and the habits that I'm creating and explain how I plan to make it a practice. Explain how I plan to make it my second nature and then in turn simply who I am as a person. So again, from the last two weeks, my intention statement is I'm surrounded by kind-hearted, good-intentioned people, and together we make the community a healthier place. My bad habit was getting caught going down the rabbit hole of scrolling through social media content that doesn't benefit me in any way. My cue was when I realized that I'm there, that's my cue to go and reach out to one or more fitness professionals that I see doing things the way that I would like to see the world to be. And then I just want to show my appreciation for their hard work. And then on top of that, I had one day a week where I'm going to invest some of my personal time sharing the knowledge that I know or supporting fitness professionals that could benefit from my insight. 
And I have that time frame blocked off every week and scheduled in my planner. So really quick, think about how can you implement into your own life, your intention statement and habits? How can you take my example and shape it into a plan that works for you and your goal? How can you mold your habit into a repetition of an improved skill while using a method or technique that is superior to any alternatives for you? So in order for this to work, I found for myself that it has to be scheduled in. You just have to schedule it. So where in your week are you going to do this? Just like any other appointment that you might have with your doctor's appointment or, or a dentist appointment or any meetings or calls that you have with your work, when do you want to do your habit and how can you figure out what the cue is that works and leads you into your new habit? When is that going to happen? And perhaps get a two for one by using a cue that normally leads into a bad habit that you don't like that you do, and then replacing it with your new desired habit. You must also have boundaries with yourself. Boundaries are so important. What things are going to occur that will stop you from performing your habit? Take those things and have a clear line boundary set with yourself that you're not going to back down from. For example, maybe you want better sleep, but you find that you always watch one Netflix episode and it always quickly takes you into the next episode And it happens so quickly that you end up binging one or two shows too many, taking you hours past your original goal. You must have boundaries that say, hey, I'm only going to watch one Netflix episode no matter what. And if you end up not being able to turn it off in time and you always go into that next episode, then you have to understand that's Netflix's job that they have. They pay super smart people to make that happen. And you have to realize that maybe you're not at a point where you can overcome that. And maybe that means that you don't watch Netflix anymore until you've created the habit that you want to create. You have to be strict with yourself while also being understanding that it's human psychology and that you've spent so much time wiring your brain to go down that route that it's going to take something a little uncomfortable in order to make it happen the opposite. Maybe you want to stop eating at a certain time before you go to bed. Maybe you want to stop eating at a certain time before you go to bed, but you always end up looking for something sweet right before you crawl under the covers. Maybe in order to overcome this, you have to do something that you normally don't do. Maybe right after dinner, you brush your teeth and that will deter you from snacking after you've brushed your teeth. Or what I used to do, which I'm not sure how good this is for your teeth, but I would put in white strips after uh, I ate and that would stop myself from eating too late because it was affecting my sleep quality when I ate too late. So I put in some white strips in my teeth and that really stopped me from snacking on those other snacks too late at night. Uh, Set a schedule, create a practice, set boundaries for yourself. And then lastly, you have to identify as the person who does whatever it is your desired intention statement is. You have to identify as this person. If it's fitness, You're now the person in your network who's the fitness person. If it's eating healthy, you are now the person in your network who enjoys eating healthy. If it's surrounding yourself with kind-hearted, good-intentioned people who spread health, that is who you now identify yourself as, and that's what you do. It's simply who you are. Believe it, live it, and become it. If you need support, we all do. Ask for it, and I'm here for you. 
So this week's physical activity tip, moving on, is to shift your mindset from exercising to practicing skills. You're shifting your mindset from exercising, training, working out, to now practicing skills. If you've ever watched a gymnast move during a floor routine, it's beauty. If you've ever watched an X Games um, skier or skateboarder twisting their bodies in beautifully controlled ways, you will grow to understand that movement is art. Good movement requires so much skill. And in order to have that skill, it takes practice. Something like a clean basketball shot like Steph Curry, Ray Allen, Kobe Bryant, a smooth golf swing like Tiger Woods or Brooks Kepka. Watching the most elite of the elite move through their sport, like Roger Federer on the tennis court or like Lionel Messi on the soccer field, it's at the level of art that we can't even understand. And we're all on this spectrum of movement with ourselves, with our body control, our proprioception, our awareness of where our body is in space. We're all on this different place on this spectrum. And then to break it down even more, we're all practiced at different levels with each individual movements, such as squatting, running, jumping, twisting, pushing, pulling. We're all at different places with each one of these movements on an individual level based on the amount of time we have spent practicing them. So I'll offer an example for myself. I used to not do loaded heavy squats and loaded lunges because they quote unquote hurt my knees. I felt pain in my knees. I avoided them. But about five years ago, I started simply practicing getting my body into those positions without weight, just with my body weight and spending time in those positions. The more time I spent in a deep squat or in a lunge position just with my body weight, the more that that pain in my knees magically just went away. Also, I I love basketball. It's one of my favorite activities in the world. I frequently use basketball as a routine to warm up for maybe my lifts for the day. Uh, I use it as an opportunity for me to just listen to podcasts or audiobooks, but also get my movement in and stack it at the same time. But the longer that I take a break from basketball, the more I lose my shooting form. And then the more time that it takes for me to practice to get that skill back. But every movement that you do throughout the day is a skill. So take a second right now and consider for yourself, what movements do you practice on a regular basis? What are you practicing every single day? The more you practice that movement, the more skilled you become at that movement. And the more that you don't use a movement, the more you lose the ability to perform that skill optimally. If you don't use it, you lose it. What movements are you reinforcing? For most of us, our main skill is sitting. We're great when our hips are at 90 degrees and our knees are at 90 degrees and we're just sitting all of our weight on our butt, shoulders rounded forward and head jutted forward. And if that's a position that we want to strengthen, then we should do a lot more of that position. What movement do you practice on a daily basis? Now shift your consideration to movements that you struggle with. What movements do you avoid because of pain, discomfort? What do you avoid because of the inability to control your body when you're in them? Now, I don't know about you, but I want to be able to move my body in any way that the daily tasks ask me to, pain-free and without obstruction. I want to be able to do that until the day that I die. 
Can you sit in a deep squat like we used to when we were little or like some other cultures do when they do that to just sit in a resting position? Are you unable to twist your torso like you used to? Maybe it's while you're sitting in your car and you usually reach back into the backseat. Oh, I can't twist that way. I have to get out and I have to go to the backseat myself. Are you unable to lift things overhead due to lack of shoulder pain or mobility or lack of strength? These are all fundamental skills that the human body should be able to do easily. But when they're not reinforced, when we don't practice them, then they're not strengthened and we lose this ability. So this week, we're going to go and focus on as we move, as we exercise, as we train, instead of just trying to go through the motions, squatting up and down haphazardly, jumping around with no awareness of of our foot placement or what our knees are doing when we land, when you encounter something that you're unable to do physically, maybe it's a squat, a lunge, maybe it's a jump, or maybe you tried to, to jog a little faster and you just couldn't do it. We're going to take a mental note of that situation and we're going to practice that skill. Every movement that you engage in is a skill that you have yet to master. And most of us, we need to be starting back at square one. As you squat, instead of worrying about how many reps you do, how much weight you're doing, Make each squat as perfect and as pretty as you can. Once it becomes easy, once it becomes something that doesn't take any effort at all, that's when you can start progressing. That's when you can either start adding weight, adding speed. You can do so many different things to progress that movement. When you practice this skill, focus on where the weight is distributed in your feet. Start at your foundation. What muscles are being worked as you lower yourself and stand? Connect to your body. What your knees are doing, are they aligned or are they out of alignment? What is your torso and posture looking like throughout the entire movement? Just as if you were to take up golf or basketball and you took lessons, your instructor would take you all the way back to the basics, make sure that you have those basics dialed in, practiced. You have mind to muscle connection that now you have neurologically reinforced with rep after rep after rep. And trust me, I know this can be super, super challenging. Nobody wants to go backwards. But if this is a skill that you want to improve upon, there are reasons why. There's, there's reasons why you're moving. You may have a goal of fat loss or muscle gain, but how is slowing down going to help this, right? I get it. I'm just going to need you to trust me on this one. Once you have practiced and improved on the skill, you you will have built a foundation on which you can truly build. Your aches, your pains, they're going to go away. They're going to diminish along with allowing you to train more consistently. You're going to have a bigger desire to want to train your ability to do that skill will allow you to then load it over time creating greater strength than you could ever have done without building the foundation of that skill you're going to feel more confident in your movement so much that you're going to want to move more this is just an upward spiral of one of the four pillars of health and fat loss movement anytime this week you encounter a movement you're unable to do. Find a regression. Find the easiest version. Master that skill. And then practice it, practice it, and slowly start to progress it. 
I can help you if you don't know how to figure this out. So just reach out to me, contact me through Instagram or email, and I can help you figure out what the lowest regression is and how to start progressing once you master that regression. When you're training this week, instead of worrying how many reps you do, how much weight you do, how many rounds you can do, instead just shift your focus to practicing that movement as a skill. I promise you with a little bit of time and consistency, this strategy, it'll change your life. This week's nutrition tip is all about hydration. Let's discuss some signs of dehydration and then offer six foods that are over 90% water to help us hydrate through our diet. Water is life, friends. You are made up of a huge percentage of water. Water makes up of about 75% of our brain tissue and our muscle tissue. Water helps to deliver oxygen all throughout our body. It helps absorb nutrients from our food. Water helps remove waste that builds up when our flow is low. It lubricates our joints to articulate smoother. And it helps convert the food that you eat into the energy that you need to survive. It's vital in every sense of the word. Six signs that you're dehydrated. One, you feel lethargic, low energy. Two, you're feeling brain fog. Impaired brain function. Maybe you're having trouble finding words that you want to use or you feel scatterbrained. Number three, you have cravings or extra hunger at weird times of the day. Sometimes dehydration manifests itself as a feeling or needing of food that I need to eat, especially if you're not super in tune with your body yet. It could just be you're thirsty. Number four, headaches. Headaches are also a sign of dehydration. A lot of times, If you are someone that gets constant headaches, it could be a combination of low hydration, too much time looking at a screen through a very narrow scope of view, and not enough movement. Low hydration, too much time looking at a nice little small spot on a screen, and not enough movement. And oftentimes, a simple water break where you walk around and preferably go outside, let your eyes have a break and look at something more panoramic view, and then just drink some water. This, for oftentimes, will help alleviate those headache symptoms. Number five, constipation. Constipation is a huge sign that you're not drinking enough water. And then number six, skin issues, like dry, flaky skin or less elastic bounce back skin. Skin is your largest organ and has little proteins in it that help with its elasticity. But over time, not enough water can help dry out the skin and then it loses that bounce back elasticity that it once had. So here's six foods that you can eat that are over 90% water that will help with your hydration. Now, of course, pure, clean, good old refreshing H2O is my favorite way to hydrate, but these foods can help you supplement. So six foods that are over 90% water, grapefruit, grapefruit, 91% water, broccoli, broccoli, 91% water as well, watermelon, a little higher, 92% water, along with bell peppers, 92% water, tomatoes, even though I am not a huge fan of tomatoes. In fact, I take them off of every single hamburger that I've ever ordered at a restaurant, tomatoes, 94% water. And then six, number six, celery. Celery is straight up water, 95% water. So grapefruit, broccoli, watermelon, bell peppers, tomatoes, and celery. Stay hydrated, friends. It's never too late to start hydrating. Your body wants it. 
Your body craves it. Your body needs it. And lastly, this week's recommendation is to check out a podcast episode from On Purpose with Jay Shetty. Jay Shetty was the author of Think Like a Monk. He's an amazing guy. His podcast On Purpose is great. Highly recommend following that. But this particular episode, I got a whole lot out of. It's not super related to this week's topics. However, it's it's not often that I hear an episode that I feel like every single person could benefit from listening to. It was amazing. It's titled Three Deep Insecurities That We All Have and Three Powerful Steps to Overcome Them. The description of this episode says, our insecurities are a reflection of how we view ourselves and how we take people's comments about us. If we let comments or thoughts that aren't our own dictate how we live our own lives, we will only end up with deeper insecurities. This was a powerful episode. It's really short. It's fairly short, only 27 minutes long. Check it out. I think you're going to definitely think hard about what the content is in this episode. And then I think it's going to be impactful on you in many ways. Let me know your thoughts and what you got out of it. I'll include the link to this episode in the description of this mini-sode. And that's it, my friends, for this week's growth mini-sode. Each week, we're going to focus on something new and dial in a different aspect of physical activity and nutrition. Share with your friends and family and hold each other accountable. Post on your social media stories how you created a practice for your habit and behaviors. Post a video of you working on your movement as a skill or of you hydrating through your nutrition. Make sure to tag me and share your journey. Let me know if you have any suggestions or tips that will help this live in the dream team that I can discuss on future episodes. I will be right here with you working on making us stronger, happier, and healthier humans. Until next time, friends, keep living the dream.